All right. All right, bro. I used to have this conversation with my homies, right? You drive into Vegas, right? You know, when it's like you live in Vegas, not actually. When you Vegas to LA, right? There's a point where, you know, if it's not crowded, you get to, it's you can just drive 80, 90, whatever you want to do. You can go fast. But if a lot of people go on that freeway gets backed up, right? Okay. You you, you with me here? I'm 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 following. How many lanes is on that highway? Two, sometimes one. Bro, two lanes. Two lanes. When you're driving, bro, if you look to your left, if you look to your right, you will see open land on a two-way highway. Why don't we have 10 lanes? I've always thought that, too. But it's like, that's a lot of money to build more lanes. I heard long-ass freeway. I heard people need a job. But, I mean, it could get done. Bro, we're America. The government being lazy. They don't want to dish out all that chip. Bro, ten that's lanes. all it is. You know how fast you get to Vegas with 10? You'll never hit a traffic jam. Yeah, and I mean, it's not like you're ever going to build anything out there anyway. It's open in the middle lane. of nowhere. Infinite open land. Literally. Like, if you added 10 lanes, that's still like a speck on the desert. It's a real thin line still. Ten lanes. Ten lanes. I don't know why they built two in the first place. Who thought that was a good idea? Bro, even if you had four. See, I'm aggressive with ten. You have four. Even four. I mean, have, Three, have, two, have six. Two. Have six. Sometimes one. Two. two so, mostly two, sometimes one. Rarely three or four. Open land. Until you actually in Vegas, then that's when it's like four or five lanes. Or not even Vegas, but like Nevada. But like, have you ever tried to do that? Like, drive from like, like on a like 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 okay, Friday night or whatever, going to Vegas. You gonna hit some traffic. That four hour drive turned to like six, seven, eight. If you leave in Vegas on a Sunday, like you leave like early in the morning when most people try to rush back, you are gonna be in traffic seven, eight hours, maybe more, depending if there's an accident too. You right. 10 lanes. Speaking of accident, I remember there was one time that I was on my way to Vegas. Uh, this was maybe a year, maybe two ago. But either way, I was, uh, we were on that two lane part in the middle of nowhere. And I think, I think a big rig like flipped over or something and it shut down like all four lanes. In, in the entire on the entire freeway so like we were literally on the freeway for like five hours waiting for them to clean up this big rig stuck on one spot huh stuck in one spot on both sides so he one, really tipped over and he slid really and... tipped over slid and covered both both sides and i was just like why do we only have four lanes total infinite land total yeah bro i feel you on that no, because I had, like, my shoe, mine wasn't that bad, but just uh, last time I went, there was an accident, and just one accident, like, like took, like, what was supposed to be, like, like if you want to say this one section was supposed to be, like, a 10-minute section, turned to, like, an hour. People were still moving, but it's slow, because just one thing blocked one lane. But why is there only two? We need more lanes. We need more lanes. I'm just saying, someone said they need a job. You got all these unemployed people to go, go build that highway. Would you go build a highway? Yes. I would too. If they taught me how to do it, I would know what I'm doing. Because, I mean, that's, that's like what capitalists love to say, right? They love to say, like, oh, I'm creating jobs. Like, that's, my, like, that's a sign of a great economy. Like, I'm creating jobs, right? And this is a time where we need it, like you said. Motherfuckers will go build a motherfuckers will go build a highway. Bro, I saw I this I little bro, I saw this little documentary. It was like I didn't watch the whole thing, but it was talking about like World War II, right? And like, you know, we weren't really in the war and then you know, Japan slapped us one time and then we like I we in it and they had to like crank up production. 
bro, they was building like a battleship a week. <laughs> bro. <laughs> like we are America, but like if we really wanted to just start building stuff, like no one could stop us. No one could beat us. Maybe China, but come on now. They was they was printing battleships. Tanks, planes, printing them like paper. In the forties. In the forties, bro. We almost in the forties again. They're like, bro, like they're like, <laughs> man, it's like this, it's like this battleship. Sunk. That's funny. I have to think. About it. We, we, hey, bro, I have to think. We in the roaring twenties again. Legit. Instead of prohibition, actually no, this is just like the twenties. We got a depression. We, we got a get depression. Yep, yep, yep. Hey, history repeats itself, right? P- pandemic, bro. Bet money on it. Oh God. But yeah, bro. That's crazy. So twenty forty is not that far away. In 20 years, it's going to be 2040. In 20 years, in retrospect, I mean, it sounds like a long time. Like, damn, 20 years. But 20 years, it's not that long. In the grand scheme of things. In the grand like scheme. If, like, if you think about time as a whole, like, like really, what's 20 years? Like, the earth, the earth is billions of years old. Damn. What do you miss, What do you miss smoking? <laughs> just blew I see I miss they should blew my mind. I was like, whoa, like damn. <laughs> yeah, bro. I don't know, but uh I yeah, whenever I think of whenever I think of time, I always like have a a, a mind fuck like every time I think of time. Cause like it's the most valuable thing we have, it, at least in my opinion. I think most people would agree with that. That's um, a fact. And when you think about it in the grand scheme of things, that's why, like, a lot of the times I'm like, I don't want to waste time, like, doing shit that's not productive. And then, like, I end up doing stuff around the house. I end up, you know what I'm saying? I, I used to, like, write. And I used to, I mean, I still write. But, like, I used to, like, post blogs. I used to, like, record music. Like, I'm always, like, and I'm making a podcast now with you. You know what I'm saying? Like, I always want to like feel like I'm doing something with my time, you know, um, just because like it's so it's so limited in, when you think about it in the grand scheme of things, and not to get too sad or to like bring down the mood or anything, but like the average lifespan of a black man is like 55 years old, you know what I'm saying? And we already 25, 26, so you know it's like. You know, we gotta, I, we gotta I, make the most with this time. But yeah, I that, that, I, I'm, 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 I'm gonna nah, go down, you, I'm gonna go down, I'm gonna go down a, a rabbit hole because anytime I start thinking about time, I, I start doing shit like that. Nah, that's real, bro. Keep it too, bro. That's real. I was just gonna say, like, I, I anticipate to live longer than 55, but when you really think about it, no days guaranteed. So you really, you gotta try to keep the most of it. And I think, like, right now we're like we are trying to learn how to make the most of it. And like, I've, I'll say this, I've been in like phases where like I wasn't grinding, wasting time. And I was in phases of nonstop grinding. And it is about balance. Cause that nonstop grinding, oh, I'm trying to like do stuff. Well, it will kind of eat at you like physically and mentally if you let it. Yeah, for sure. That's uh. That's that pressure, you know, it, like it builds over time, bro. Especially, we've, we had this conversation in previous episodes. I think it was the one with Adri. Um, but it's like, yeah, you got that pressure as a man. You know what I'm saying? That you got to make it happen. So you have that on top of everything else. Keep, keep it a buck. Like, we all trying to be the man. Like, yeah. One way that or another. That, that's, what, that's what we're saying. <laughs> we all trying to be that nigga. That nigga. <laughs> Head nigga in charge. Yeah. You know, and, and just I know I know we humble dudes, but like I feel like you can relate to this. I've lived it in moments and like I said, I've had my ups and downs in life. But have you ever had that feeling when you were that nigga? When I got this fresh cut last weekend. <laughs> <laughs> but uh yeah, bro, for sure, for sure. Yeah, you you definitely have those moments. And Especially, I feel go on, bro, go on. Especially if you if you played sports before, you know what I'm saying? Like when you get that big play, you'd be like, Yeah, nigga, hold my dick, nigga. 
<laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So for sure, for sure, Ben felt like that nigga. No, hundred percent. Because I was gonna say, I think even like anybody like. And like I said, like, I can relate to the sports thing because I can say I've had a good, like, you know, high school career and whatever. And I've known other people who've had good high school careers. And, you know, if you – people who do any craft do they thing, we're always chasing that feeling of being that nigga or, like, that victory or, like, that that thrill, that excitement. And, you know, I'm kind of thinking as I'm talking right now, but, like, even just with anything we do, we're always chasing that, like, that thrill of both like fulfillment and just like a fulfillment and excitement, you know, like even if you're just trying to go to like a party, like people be like, Oh, you know, it was a movie last night. And that's them trying to like have that, like that moment that like, Oh, like the, like the lights are on me. Like, you know, I'm, I'm that I'm the man, I'm that nigga. Like, or for girls, you know, I'm that bitch. Being a bad bitch. All of it. Like a lot like like some of us do it more than others, but we do chase it that that moment. This man speaking facts. Heavy facts. Some motherfucking bars right there. Bars. You know we gotta drop (laughs) bars at least once once episode. Yeah what I'm saying. Yeah, bro. Yeah, bro. I, I I know at least for me, like I have a lot of those moments. We're we're both gamers. We I have a lot of those moments uh, in gaming. Yep, hundred percent. That, that's like that's like you get, you get that MVP or you, player one, like you know. You feel me? And then you start talking your shit. You be like, yeah, you ain't nothing but a player two ass nigga. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, shout out to uh dude who used to make YouTube videos. I can't remember his name right now. I remember his uh, name, Kane. That's what's his name. Kane. Was... His name is Kane. Yeah. That that's like the perfect He he, he did that Mario Luigi. I was just about to say everybody wanna be Mario. Nobody, Nobody wanna... wants to be Luigi. Nobody wants to be a player two ass nigga, bro. <laughs> I don't know, bro. Maybe because I'm a sympathetic type man. I used to fuck with Luigi. I'm mean, like, man, everyone won't be Mario. I'm be Luigi. I used to be like nigga, like I'm gonna be different. But at the end of the day, we all knew it was – you had Mario, then you had Luigi. I used to try to ride for Luigi, but we all knew what it was. Mario's the talented brother. Like, Mario's a plumber. Mario's great at soccer. Mario can turn into paper. Luigi was on the field and on that soccer. But I was going to say, this is the biggest one, too. Mario gets the princess. And he gets the, he gets the baddest bitch in the game. Every time. It's called Mario's World or Mario 64. It's not like, I mean, Luigi had his mansion, but he didn't have He a just world. had a mansion. Yeah, he just had a mansion. And it's, it's in Mario's World anyway. <laughs> <laughs> that nigga Luigi had to pay his brother rent. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> Mario's on some real monopoly shit. Like, I own the block, nigga. Mario chilling in a castle. <laughs> Like, oh, like, nigga, oh, a mansion. If you don't get that broke shit out of here, bro. Mario's be in the castle to go pull up to his shawty. <laughs> For real. Hey, but he... one thing I will say about Mario, though, he did always get his bitch taken. <laughs> Facts. Fuck. I was, I was just about to say on the low. Honestly, we both was thinking the same thing. I was just about to say, like, he, he pulled up to his, his shawty in the mansion but she used to always sneak out on me. Get kidnapped, air quotes. That was the only L Mario ever took. Hey, Browser had his own castle too and an army with a lava pit. Like, you got a mold. That's cute. I got a lava pit. With ghosts and shit. Hey, keep it a bug. I know we're really just going down a rabbit hole right now. Just look. Like, okay, Mario and Peach was in the castle. Browser had the fortress, and she was in the dungeon, chained up, surrounded by lava. Princess Peach was a freak. This nigga. (laughs) (laughs) Had her tied up. (laughs) Chained up. In the dungeon. She went back every time. 
See, that's why she left Mario. Mario was boring. Bowser showed her yeah. Bowser showed her that real shit. Spikes everywhere. Come on now. You know women love excitement. Nigga was breathing fire. It was getting kinky down there, bro. For real, for real. Hey, we fucking up somebody's childhood right now. I know. <laughs> Welcome to the Mike and Hassan show. What's up, y'all? We That's how we're going to start this one off. We in the building. We live. It's Hassan and there's Mike. We wildin'. We having a wild episode, y'all. Fuck it. Y'all, y'all been riding with us this long. Was this episode 10? This will be 10, I hope, and I believe we finally got the count right. This is This is number 10. Wow, that I mean, that's a milestone in itself, right? Ten episodes. Yeah, we're gonna have to. It's it's the start. First ten. Yeah. So, ten thousand to go. There you go. So we appreciate y'all tuning in for these uh, first ten, and uh, hopefully you still there ten thousand, and uh, hopefully we still wilding and doing funny shit. Man, preach. But yeah, man. Um... That was a really random little rant, ramble, rabbit hole we just went down. But I think if you listen to the Mike and Hassan show, you know what we're talking about. We give you that real. It may be out there, but we're giving you that real. Always. The realest perspective. Man, but if we can get back to the main topic, that might just be the topic for the show, just being the man, that nigga, for the ladies, that bitch the bad bitch, or, you know, I know some of y'all don't want to be a bitch, the queen. That's right. If you want to be right. a queen, you want to be a queen, you got to make uh, queen moves. Hey, you know, there's Beyonce's in the world, and, you know, there's Cardi B's. Damn. Damn, hold on. This far. <laughs> <laughs> you feel me? So There's Beyonce's and there's Cardi B's. What kind of queen you trying to be? You trying to be a bad bitch? Or you trying to be? You trying to be a queen? Fuck, bro! I might have to tweet that. I'll for sure quote you. I might have to tweet that one time just so the people know. That is a gem, ladies. If you heard that, you honestly, I'm not here to judge. You can be a bad bitch. You can be a queen. You can be both. But do you, man? Yeah, we not knocking it at all, ladies. You know. Uh, just like when we get activated, when we get our fresh cut, we know y'all get activated when y'all get y'all nails did, you know, hair did, whole nine. I'm going to say this. Girls be way more activated than us. Oh, yeah. They be glowing times. A thousand. Women, women be fresh to death casually on a Tuesday afternoon, bro. On a Tuesday afternoon, I'm in slides and basketball shorts. They be going to the Walmart like that, too. That's what's crazy. Like, they'll every now and then they'll dress down when they really just didn't have the time in the rush. But if they got the time, trust me, women will pull up, like, it's the club to go, go pick, I don't know, hit the grocery store one time. Oh, women get fly to, women go get fly to send to Starbucks. Hey, speaking of getting fly to do everything, like, you remember when niggas used to wear suits to go everywhere? Oh, you talking about the 1900s, bro? The we 1900s. in the 1900s. We we in the 2020s now. We futuristic, but yes, we got to bring that back, bro. Just just rocking a suit just to go to Starbucks or something and read the paper, or we'll scroll our phone. You know, that's bro, the that's the new paper. Wearing a wearing a three piece suit to just go sit at you know take a walk in the park. <laughs> Literally. Man, that's a different kind of fresh. Dudes used to be working, like working a factory. They pull up with the button up. They'll take their suit to the cleaners in a suit. Your mechanic used to wear a suit. Fuck. Gr- greasy. <laughs> His wife scrubbing. <laughs> <laughs> Women had to be fed up. Men going everywhere in their good suit, just getting that shit dirty. And had to clean that shit. Because that was a time, too. People used to wear the same clothes every day. For real, yeah. Women was wearing their dresses every day, too. I don't know, man. But, yeah, man. that's I guess that's a real flex. 
I'm, that's a grown man flex. Like, I wear a suit every day, even on my off day. It can get played out how you how you do it, though, because I, I don't know. You, like... I, I, feel like, I feel like you can switch up your suits enough. But, yeah, no, like, you can, you can have dress clothes, and it just don't mean you fly. Like, like, even if you dressing up, dressing down, you still might be bland. So, you know, however you, however you want to style yourself, just have some style to it. That's all. Oh, God. Um, I know at least for me, because maybe you too, because I know that we both wear like slacks and shirts every day to go to work. Um, I, for me, I feel like women have so many more options when it comes to formal wear. That's a fact. Like we like for like the last hundred years, like it's been, you know, slacks, button down Mike, and hold- a jacket. <laughs> I'm laughing. I I know my I'm laughing because I'm like, bro, you mad? You trying to bust out some ruffles? I'm trying to man. I'm trying to go dumb. <laughs> I'm trying to go dumb. Oh man, it's been nice. Like during uh you know COVID or whatever that I've been able to wear polos and stuff. That's cool. You know that's like another way to kind of like be kind of formal, mix it, mix it up a little bit. But before that, like niggas was wearing suits every day, bro. Shirt and collar every day. Shirt and collar. And I was just like, damn, like, I wish I could. I should, get oppre- I should get oppressive. You feel me? I'm like, damn, sometimes all the ladies, they get to come in, in all types of shit. They be having, they be coming in cardigans. Maybe, you know what I'm saying? I don't know what what you call they, 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 they formal bro, wear. But, I, I'll yeah. say this. They got, they, they got blouses. That's what it is, bro. Blouses got variety. There you go. That's the word. Yes, blouses. It'll, the sleeves be cut different. They'll be like a ruffle there. They'll have a random strap, a two strap, a no strap. They'll have a random patch. Like, oh, I'm gonna show you this shoulder. Right. You can't show me, you know, show you what they working with. Put got that shoulder out. Right. Shorty pulled oh, up to work in a turtleneck one day. I was like, I won't, I won't wear a turtleneck. Damn. I want equality got, in the workplace. They can wear <laughs> sweaters. Men, men deserve rights Shirt in the is, workplace. Shirt and tie. Hey, one time I called my, I kind of called my HR lady out on this and like, she was on my side. Surprisingly, I thought I was going to trip her up, but she was, she was on her P's and Q's because she was talking about like, uh, we talking about like, you know, hair colors in the workplace is like a little training. So there's like other people who just got hired at the time. And I'm not gonna lie. I was being a class clown, but what I would ask her was, cause she was saying like, okay, lady, just make sure your hair isn't a distraction. And I had already been working for a month and I knew this one girl who she wasn't blonde, but she was dying her hair. You know, sometimes she gets, she skip a couple days or weeks, you start to see the roots. So I'm like, okay, she ain't a blonde Mexican girl. So I was like, okay, if she can dye her hair blonde, I can dye my hair blonde. I'm black. If my hair is blonde it is a distraction. Cause they know it's, they know I'm not blonde. Like, you know, white folks, Mexican, Asian, everyone could just dye their hair when they want to. But if a black, if I if I just showed up with some some blonde, some fuchsia, some aqua, my man said fuchsia. They they would have thought I was tripping. But I asked her, and I was like, well, I, maybe because I kind of get, I, t- I I was trying to catch her. She knew I was like, okay, so if if they can wear, if they can have dye, I can have dye. I can go to work with blonde hair. She's like, yes, you can. I was like, what? She's like, yeah, you can. Just don't let it be a distraction. Now, that's the HR lady saying that. I know my manager wasn't going to play that. Nigga showed up to work with blonde hair the next day. I I, I thought about <laughs> it. Like, the Khalifa patch. But no, it's, just, it's the same thing because, you know, like for like for the most part, women can dye their hair. Like they'll have their, I don't know, like highlights and like they edge tips. I don't know the terminology, like different colors. They'll mix it up. Throwing some red, you know, if it's a dark red, if you want to be in a corporate place, some dark red, some blonde. Word. But if I just pulled up with some blonde on my Frank Ocean, are they going to fuck with me? Questions that need answers, y'all. Like, if you're a random white guy, like, if you was, like, brunette and just randomly just dyed it blonde, like, if it, if it matched, you probably could get away with that. But I'm black. Are they going to discriminate against me? 
Questions that need answers. Questions I need answers. Yeah, bro, man, we just we just asking for equality in the workplace. If you if you hear us out there, if you're a manager, if you in HR, if you have a company, whatever it is, if you if you in a position of power in the corporate world, y'all hear us. We demand we're men demanding equality in the workplace. We want equal flyness in the workplace. That's all. Girls get to wear chains in the workplace. They'd be like, it's a necklace. That's a chain. Right? Rings and shit. I seen it. Girls be iced out at work. Bracelets. The whole nine. I can't show up to I can't show up with my pinky ring. They they earrings be like dripping down their back. Not even that hair. The earring be going down their back like it weave. But all crystals. <laughs> then we having whole ge- uh, geometry shapes in they on their earrings. Hey, so that's, have some a that's some real shit. That's some real shit. Be a whole square. No, oh, the whole country of Africa on their ear. Continent of Africa. I know one of y'all is gonna catch me. The whole continent of Africa on their ear. I was gonna let it slide. Nah, I should, bro, I, I got too many black women friends. They would have been on my ass about that. They would have caught that. Immediately. Quickly. Hayden in the comments. Speaking of geography, uh, I was watching this video. You, you may have seen it too. It was, a, it's, it was on Twitter a long time ago. Um, and it was a video of like this dude, like people, they were doing surveys or whatever, and they were asking Americans, specifically Americans, they were like, hey, yo, could you, we're going to point to a random place on the map. Could you tell us where it is? Mm-hmm. And like, they were pointing to, I remember they pointed to literally United States of America. Somebody was like, is that Africa? That's cap. <laughs> I swear, bro. That's cap. I swear to God. And then like, uh, they were like, uh, like, what's, what's your favorite continent or something like that? And then people were naming like countries. It was all bad, bro. Or other way around, I mean, other way around, I mean, uh, they were like, what are your favorite countries? And people were naming like continents. Oh, they'll say like, oh, Africa. Like Africa. Yeah. The only one you can get away with that is Australia, because that's a country and continent. Australia slick, bro. They don't share the land with nobody. They got the whole island. Oh, God. And that's the big island. Dangerous one, too. Nah, Australia, you got to be built different. For real, for real. Because that wildlife get, out there ain't, 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 it ain't like out here, bro. Bro, a poisonous snake will pull up in your workplace and you got to be like, ah, man. Got, got, got to walk it off. Oh, just another day at the office. Got this holiday party. I'm missing that for no damn snake bite. Come on now. For real. Australians drink. They, whew. For some reason, you, bro. for some reason, when I think of Australia, I always think of kangaroos immediately. That's their brand. Every time, kangaroo Jack. To, it, that was his name, kangaroo Jack. The boxing kangaroo. Yeah. I mean, that's the only place kangaroos exist. By the way, I didn't know that. That makes a lot of sense. You don't even have kangaroos in Africa, and also you only have pandas in China. I knew that. Yeah. So that's why that's there. You only have rednecks in America. Are we sure, though? You know what? That claim is disputed. (laughs) (laughs) I I ain't got no sources on that one. You got me there. Touche. Random fact, there's Chinese people in Jamaica. There's Chinese Jamaicans. There's Chinese people everywhere, low key. Yeah. Like bro, yeah. think about this. I had this one with my, my pops the other day. There's like I don't want to say the exact number, but there's like one point something billion people in China. And then you still got hundreds of millions of Chinese people everywhere else. That's crazy. Don't they do like population control there? Like, they have to now. They're at that point. They legit legally have to. Yeah. Oh, by the government to them legally. Yeah. Isn't it isn't it to like somewhere where like I think I read something or heard something 
where they say like they'll literally like kill girl babies and like keep the men ba- the boy babies. I man, I don't know. Okay, I'm gonna say I've heard that too. I grew up with that myth. I want to say that's true. Claim up for dispute, but I want to say that's true. And I, I think there was like there's even like they've had issues because of that. Like a lot of girls being like orphanage or like again, kind of like a genocide against women, which is fucked up. Yeah, protect women, even the especially it's also Chinese women, but protect black women. Yeah, and didn't it have something to do with like honor? Because like they wanted no legacy, like oh, yeah, like, like honor legacy. Yeah, it's like yeah. oh, I'm gonna have a son to like and in, to inherit this and do this. Yeah, it was like that to them. Yeah, to them that was honor, and that's why like unfortunately, like yeah, they they didn't see girls as valuable. Okay, I wasn't sure if that was like a real thing or I, I like I never did any research on it or anything. Patriarchy, Michael. Viewers, fact checked us. Let us know if we if we on the right track. If we spreading lies over the airwaves, let us know. Educate the people. We just want to be educated on this particular subject. I'm not going to lie. I feel like that was like, at least in Live Grown America, that was like the common thing you heard. Like, I feel like if you ask most people that they would say, oh, yeah, I've heard that. But now that I think about it, I don't have sources. At all. I Like, everyone was just like, oh, yeah, okay, yeah, that's true. Like, no one questioned it. That's fucked. Damn, bro. That is kind of fucked up. Hey, bro. I'm on my conspiracy tip, but that's how they that's how they dehumanize the Chinese people. So we would see them as our adversary, as something different. So then when, you know, the government want to be like, oh, shit, we got beef with China. We're like, oh, them niggas again? Back on they bullshit? They playing it in your head, Mike. This man Hassan with his clap back. He was, he was, y'all didn't see it, but he was, he was, he was clapping. And he had his neck mount just playing. No, I was talking with my hands for show. But yeah. Doing the, I don't even know how to describe this, this hand motion, but like, yeah, I see you. I got you. Like, yeah, nigga. I'm, I'm up. I see your tricks, nigga. We see you. But yeah, man. There's a lot of Chinese people in the world. A lot of Nigerians, too. They on the come up. Don't let me get my roast hand out. Boy. Everybody knows a roast hand. Who started that? I don't know. Like, it's like we all knew it, but, like, I feel like there was one point someone did it on, like, social media, and then we all knew, oh, that's what that means. Like, we, we finally had a term for it, but we all knew it. Like, boy, what the fuck are those? And, you, you know, you flick your wrist. You know, your hand is straight Not- out. You just... You got to flick the wrist too. Exactly. Not just, you, you can't just have, like, have your hand. You got to flick it. The thumb got to be up. You got to have all fingers. Nine, it has to be a 90 degree again. angle. Perfectly. You Perfect can't have 90 it. 90 degree now. angle from your thumb to, to the end of your index. Like, boy, what are those? It's like you really turn your hand to an arrow. Like, boy, like, point. Like, it's a very aggressive point. But a point, man, that point is aggressive. Like, nigga. That one finger that point, yeah, that, that's that's disrespectful. I feel like that's why we got to go with the whole hand. Because if a nigga pointed at my shoe with one finger, we got to fade. I feel like that oh, that whole hand point, like that, that is like you doing like a presentation, like, and I present to you, yo, fuck up. But then that one finger point, that means I got a problem with you. That's personal. You. The the full hand is like an arrow, and then the, the, one, the one finger is like a, I don't even know, it's like a dart. That's a that's a dart. That's a dagger. That's like you pointing they point that point they sold. They like you, you nigga, you <laughs> at their forehead, dump their forehead with it. You nigga, damn, that's the ultimate disrespect right there. I remember that it was the the Laker versus Chris Paul was still on the Clippers when we had Rondo and Chris Paul poked. Rondo with the one finger in the forehead, and that's instantly Rondo threw hands, and that's when he gave Chris Paul that two piece. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh god. <laughs> Chris kind of smushed his his face with his finger, the the not the not the whole hand, the finger, just nigga. And Rondo lost it. <laughs> that's the only way to react. That's when I knew Rondo was a real nigga. I got a I got a glass of whiskey in my hand, so cheers to Rondo. I love Chris Paul, but. 
You got to appreciate real nigga moments. Nigga moments. There's nigga moments and there's real nigga moments. Mm. Sit on that one. Mm. Every nigga ain't a real nigga. <sighs> but some niggas are niggas. We just going to keep dropping nigga bombs on? Hey, I'm gonna keep it real. I'm gonna have to. Hey, I'm talking to viewers real quick. Oh. If you ain't, if you ain't black, I'm not even gonna get to the argument of who can or can't say nigga because that's redundant. But what I'm gonna say, there's a nuance to nigga, and a lot of non-black people, who, especially ones who do say nigga, don't know the nuance. You know, I had this. I had this conversation with my parents. My parents are real niggas, by the way. I can. And there's some things you. There's something they always some they some trust me my my parents are a bit older they they was there for the civil rights not saying they was adults then but they was there for the civil rights movement so they they some real niggas some things you don't some conversation you only have with black people for sure. and I know some people think that's fucked up that's racist that is no 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 because you don't know the nuance and you don't have that like. That nigga connection. I'm just real. There's a nigga connection. Not to cut you off, but yeah, there is a nigga connection. Cause like, I remember that there was one time uh, at the the bank that I was at before this one. Uh, there was a dude that came in, black dude, obviously. Uh, came in. He needed some help with his accounts or whatever, and we was chopping it up. And we we sounded like best friends, bro. We was cracking jokes. We was, you know what I'm saying, all that. And then there was like, hey, who was that guy? And I was like, I have no idea. <laughs> and they couldn't relate. But it's just because, you know, niggas, niggas recognize niggas. Nigga connection. It's just, it's just different. I'm not going to lie. I used to be mad about this because at my job, like, sometimes, like, you know, black people come in. Like, you know, I, they, they kind of knew they wanted me to help them. And I used to kind of resent it. But at the same time, when I did go out there, it would be a way easier connection for me to just go talk to some black people than just anybody else. Like I've like, okay. I, I usually try to hide my job on the airways in fear of my job. Finding this podcast is episode 10. If they find and they fire me, so be it. I might pull up with blonde hair one day, but what I was going to say, there's times I've, I've, I've helped black people like, you know, black women of a certain age, they treat like, they, they treat me like they nephew. Like I treat them like my auntie. And I remember dudes at my job used to be like, oh, she's difficult. She's hard to work with, da, da, da. Because, you know, you get repeat customers. I'm like, you niggas tripping. I didn't call them niggas. They weren't niggas. But you niggas tripping. I knew how to deal with black women. They didn't. That's some real shit. That's some real shit. Because I had a similar conversation with my coworkers, but it wasn't about a customer. It was actually about a coworker that I haven't met. I hadn't met at the time. Um, this was when I was still in my training before I went to the uh, the one that I'm at now, the center that I'm at now. And they were talking about this particular girl and they're like, yeah, she's abrasive. And like, she has like a chip on her shoulder and like, she can be rude sometimes. Da 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 da, right? You know? And in my mind, I'm like, yeah, I'm like, they're they're probably talking about a black woman. You know, it's kind of fucked up that I knew <laughs> that, but I was like, they're probably talking about a black woman. Damn. And then, you know, the time comes, we open the, the new financial center and I meet her or whatever. And within two weeks, we're like, we chopping it up, cracking jokes, haven't had a single problem. With and they'd be like, yeah, she's abrasive, this, this, and that. And it's just like, nah, bro, y'all just automatically think that when you see a black woman and a black woman with confidence, that's what fucks them up too. It's a black woman Speak with on confidence. It. Speak on it. They feel threatened and they mm. feel like she's the angry black woman. And then mm. they feel like she's, you know what I'm saying? She's abra abrasive, the word that he, abrasive. When in reality, she just be chilling. It's fucked up, man. Respect our queens, Damn. love our queens, because if we don't do it, who gonna do it? Damn, that's real. I'm gonna say this: I did have a black coworker who was a female. I've worked with different black women, but I had this one in particular that, like, and the like, everyone in the office really didn't like her. And I didn't say I disliked her, but I did have my head butting with her at times. And I'll say the biggest thing was she was good at like let me dip out before it gets busy. Let me hide in the bathroom before it gets busy. 
Mm. Let me take my like she she did used to do that, and that was real. She used to know how to bullshit time. Besides that, she wasn't that difficult compared to anyone else, but no one knew how to talk to her. Now, mind you, it was my job to talk to her, but I'm the system manager. And I was like, fuck, like I don't I was caught between I don't want to give her a hard time, harder time because she's a black woman. I don't want to give her an easier time because she's a black woman. Yeah. And I yeah. didn't know what to do. Yeah. And looking back, you know, long cuz you know in the long run she did kind of get let go. I could have helped her more if I knew how to handle it better. And I look at that as like, you know, me trying to be a better manager. I could have done a better job. But she was like a little abrasive. So like I could have I could have dealt with it, but it would have been like I had to really like talk to her, like talk to her, talk to her. And at the same time, being a new manager, I didn't know how to have that conversation. Because mm. I try to, you know, the way I approach management, I don't, you know, see me as better than anybody, but I still have to be the authority. And that's a balancing act. For sure. For sure. Some people like they just like, oh, you you in charge or not even charge. Like if they just like you and like you you know when you start telling them what to do, they'll just go with the program. But I needed to I needed to really have a conversation with, and I did not know how to have it. That's real, man. That's real. Like there's an art behind being a successful manager, being a good manager, because like you said, you know it's a balancing act. You have to be able to know how to have the you know have that authority. You have to know how to lead. You have to know, not everything, but you have to know a lot about the company, mostly everything. Um, it's it's a tough job. It's a thankless job too. Cause like when you do your job, like no one says like, oh, good job. You're being a good manager. But when you fuck up, they're going to say, hey bro, you fucked up. You're being, you're being a bad manager. I bro, that shit eats at you. I bet. That shit, I'm not, that shit, I, I went through that too. That shit eats at me. And you know what's crazy, bro? One, the, one of the best compliments I ever got in life, being a manager, there's this white dude who used to work at my job. Cool white dude, by the way. If you listen to this, Kevin Green, don't say nigga, but you my nigga. But still. <laughs> Very important but <laughs> message. <laughs> but uh, he was a he was an ex-Marine, right? Yeah. And uh, I was his manager. You know, and, you know, he was a cool dude, but, you know, he, even he'll tell you, he was a very, he had a lot of energy. I'll leave it at that. He was a character. But one of the best compliments he ever said was, hey, bro, you, you a good leader. This a Marine, this dude who's seen live combat. So I was a good manager. A good leader, by the way. I was like, damn. Because no one else ever gave me props. I was always fucking up to them. He said I was a good leader of men. I was like, fuck. Touch my soul. Yeah, man. That's real. Some, and sometimes a manager just needs to hear that because managers, because managers jobs are, I don't want to say it's shitty, but like they have to deal with all the angry customers, all the complaints. If something goes wrong, it falls on the manager's shoulders. Like this, here's the thing. There's a difference between bossing people around and managing people. Absolutely. Absolutely. 100%. And I'm not going to even say I was the best manager, but like, Managing people is tough because you got one, you got to manage your core because technically you are supposed to manage the customers as well. For sure. Like if your employee can't handle the customer, okay, let me step up to handle that. Exactly. Yeah. So it's like anytime anything escalates, like it's escalating to you every time. <laughs> you know, I learned this too. At a point, because, like, you know, like I said, I'm the assistant manager. There's times, like, even I would be like, okay, let me escalate this to the branch manager. And now this is the trick. Now, for those who work in corporate or da-da-da, when you in that middle manager, there's a thin line between should I escalate this or should I not? Because this is what they're going to do to you. They're going to be like, oh, you couldn't handle it? Mm. Damn. So then – that it's a jab at your ego. Damn. I'm not gonna lie to you. So there, there's times like I'm like, fuck, like, should I escalate this? Should I not escalate this? Am I, am I like, you know, it's like, what do I do? Cause, 
you know, men to men, I ain't pussy. Facts. But some, but you know, sometimes you do like there's some, there is somebody, and this is being humble. There is somebody better qualified can handle this, and sometimes it's not even qualified. Some people just gel better with different people. Like how I could just gel better with black people or black women at my job. If there's a Karen, let me call another Karen. I feel that. I feel that. Yeah, man, it's a balancing act for sure. Because I know at least for me, um, I haven't had too much management experience. Um, but I know at least... You about, you, about, you about to get that, by the way. That's my nigga. You about to get that. I, I appreciate that, bro. I really do appreciate that. Hold on. Hold on. Mike, Mike, uh, I'm uh, intentionally uh, cutting you off right now. I mean to cut you off right now. Right. For those who don't know, my nigga Mike is that nigga. We said that earlier in the show. My nigga Mike is that nigga. This nigga got charisma. This nigga got swag. Here this nigga goes. This nigga got confidence. Come on now. This nigga a leader. <laughs> Any bro, anytime Mike tell me about a job, he just show up and all of a sudden they're like, all right, Mike, we're going to need you to – Mike just gets thrown the keys the first day. Just like, you're going to have to run this ship. Get ready. Mike be like, I just got here. Get ready, Mike. Mike, you are a natural leader. Man, that's letting 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 the viewers know. That's literally what happened at my newest job. Like, literally, bro, you've done it multiple times. I like you. I don't think you know it, but I'm noticing the power. You've done that multiple times. Go on, my bad. I appreciate that, bro. But yeah, I definitely had that conversation with my assistant manager, where she was like, "Look, if the branch manager is in here, and I'm not here, you're the next leader." I was like, "Damn, I like." I don't even know what the, I don't even know what I'm talking about. You, you just, I gotta be the next leader already. Like, can a nigga can a nigga learn first? Hey, bro, something that like but yeah, man. Okay, I'm I'm on, I'm on a rabbit hole now. Go ahead, go ahead. I'm gonna let you. I'm gonna let you have it. Go ahead. Something we don't talk about as people is hierarchies. Like we're we're all very aware of hierarchies, but we don't ever speak on them. And that can just be from, like, who's the leader of your friend group to, like, all the way up. Like, again, you have, like, system manager, brand manager, and that's just in the business. You know, you got – say you on a sports team. I'm, I'm I, You know, I play football, so I can think of the football. Like, you know, allegedly the quarterback or the head coach is supposed to be, like, the main leaders of the team, but you still might have the dude in charge of, like, the linebackers, the D-line, the defense, the offense. You know, I've – in my time of playing football, I knew dudes who respected the center more than the quarterback. No disrespect to anybody, because I know you all might listen to this podcast, but, like, the center was the leader of the team or the offense. You know, like, the the, the not the middle linebacker, but the left outside linebacker was, like, that nigga. You know what I'm saying? Like, and it's something we don't really, like, talk about or get educated on, because you need it. like, no, I don't care who you are. You need to learn to be a leader. And it is also okay to be a follower. Like you got some people need to learn how to be a follower, some people need to learn to be a leader. And there's times people need to step up when they don't. And there's times people need to fall back when they should. That's some that's some real shit. This man hey, hey look, bro, look, look, bro, look, 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 bro. I'm not gonna lie, bro. Look, look, look. You, I'm not just gonna let you pump me up <laughs> and then drop bars. And then not think that you not that nigga. This nigga Hassan, man. This nigga be dropping bars on the podcast. This nigga's tall. This nigga's buff. This nigga, this nigga, this nigga lift a car. I seen it with my own eyes. Two cars. All of it. On a good on a good day. Just some light. Some light. Excuse me. That nigga. Don't sleep on yourself, bro. And and that's a message to that's I, I a message. That. That's a message to anyone who's listening to this. Like, don't sleep on yourself. Like a lot of us, we have issues with our confidence. A lot of us, you know, we don't know what to do sometimes. A lot of us, you know what I'm saying? We ask people for advice, which there's nothing wrong with that, of course. But sometimes you have to believe in you too and know that you that nigga or that or that bitch or that queen. Hey, this really is the, like, that nigga episode. 
It's funny how we stick with the theme unintentionally because I know I was I was just rambling. Yeah, man. Hey, real quick, and I'll say this. It's funny. I kind of learned this about myself. I'm a type of person. I'm not afraid to be vulnerable. Now, mind you, sometimes you do need to, you know, you know, tighten up. But uh, I'm confident enough to say I'm not a confident person. So there's times I'm not going to lie. I'm unsure of myself. I don't know what I'm doing. I had that moment even when I was like a new manager. I'm like, I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. And these people are looking up to me, for example. Now I've had some people learn. I was fooling my. I was. I wasn't. I was. There was times I was not on my P's and Q's, and my employees saw that. Damn. And I'm like, I, I had. To, I had to regain respect. <laughs> I ain't gonna lie to you. I, I'm be real with yeah, you. I know this is a serious conversation, but <laughs> <laughs> it was just funny how you said it. But I was not on my P's and Q's. Because that's I, that's another thing about leadership. You have to be an example. Exactly. Like I was, I was coming in from like a nigga just winging it to like, no, you have to be like the example. Yeah, bro, for sure, for sure. Because I know at least for me, um, I'm about to go on that tangent again. Uh, before I was rudely interrupted. Well, excuse me. That. Uh, <laughs> 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 like I don't have much management experience myself but like I do a lot of observing and um, I've seen a lot of managers struggle with a lot of the things that you're talking about um, and some you know like different managers have different pluses and some have like different minuses you know what I'm saying like everyone's not going to be the perfect manager like everyone's not going to be the best leader everyone's not going to be the best example everybody's not going to know everything Hey, your manager might have an off day. Just throwing that out there. It, it happens. You know what I'm saying? And, like, they're expected, like, managers are expected to, like, always be, like, them, like a, on the top of their game 100% of the time, bro. You know what I'm saying? Pressure. Like, like, managers aren't supposed to, you know, call loud, and managers aren't supposed to do this, managers aren't supposed to do that. But it's like they're, they're an employee just like anyone else. Especially, like, if you think about it, if you work at a store – and like I, I, we're young. I bet most of our audience is young. Your one direct manager is pretty low on the totem pole. He's not too far from you. Right. If you want to think of the grand schemes of a company, there's like 10, 15, 20 managers above him. Right. Because like I've seen, I've seen it. Like there's times where it's like, <laughs> oh shit, the branch manager is coming. Like okay, everybody, you know, like put your phones away. Like you know your shit. And then there's times where it's like the regional manager's coming. Then it's the branch manager who's shitting his pants. He's like, oh, oh shit, oh shit, the regional manager's coming. Do, do, do. You know what I'm saying? So it's like it's just funny how I see. Like, I see my. Have, first uh, of all, we all we all have like not that fear, but we're all just like, oh, let's get on our shit. Like our boss is coming. And your boss is boss. When your boss is and his thing, this is what I'm gonna say because there's a clear hierarchy <clears throat> at Enterprise. <clears throat> Like I said, I'm a I'm the assistant manager. I'm I'm level one. I'm the first step of management. There's a branch manager, there's an area manager, and like in in your day to day, your area manager is God. Not to say any man is God, but you know, just stick my metaphor. And there's still twenty niggas above him. I see my area manager shit bricks all shit. The VP of the re the regional VP is coming. Yeah. And you think, oh shit, the VP, the regional VP. How many regions are there? Hundreds, nigga. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. <laughs> uh, real quick, I'm 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 gonna get a quick plug in on a book because like that's that's funny because I was literally just read this book and that's why I was thinking of like hierarchies. I was reading this book. I've mentioned the podcast Matterhorn, Vietnam War book, and anyone just trying to understand leadership like the like good and bad leadership among other things there's a lot of lessons in this book but one of the most prominent was like the battle of like being a good leader versus like a a bad leader and like a common theme especially later on in the book as like the battle gets worse and your troops get worn down people will mutiny mm -hmm. they'll sabotage the own their like the operation <clears throat> they'll fake an injury you know, or even if they have injury, they'll make it worse than it seems because, like, they're just tired of your shit. Facts. People get tired of your shit. 
and they will they will mutiny on you like they'll do some badass shit into like you it's a game uh, and the reference of the book is like you know the troops will do some badass shit you know they lose in lives they get in injured main oh the the major in the back man y'all was damn i wish i would have filmed y'all man that shit was like a movie it's the game to them and on that level of like the the worker or the the infantry soldier like they're the one in jeopardy and levels up they treat this as like a game and you know you see good and bad leaders throughout sure. that book but it was it was a very interesting dynamic to see like especially as someone who's not like in the military but to like see the, how the hierarchy levels out because you'll see someone get chewed out by the lieutenant and the lieutenant getting chewed out by like the colonel and the colonel shit and bricks because the, the general got some questions for him real talk and like i know at least for me like those area managers regional managers and vps and all that like they don't scare me because i'm like i know you're not they, i'm like i know you're not here to see me true <laughs> like true like, you know you're here to see my manager so like whatever you tell my manager i know my manager is going to come back and relay it to me however they want to relay it so i'm not even really scared of the area manager you know what they told me I heard they actually told me this in the training. They said you don't yell at anyone more than two levels before, below you. Yeah. So if you're like an area manager, you don't yell at the trainee. But if the trainee fucks up, you yell at the manager to yell at the assistant manager to yell at that trainee. Like, why did you let them fuck up? Again, it all falls on your shoulders responsibility bro responsibility reliability relatability because that's another thing that you have to as a manager you have Account to be relatable accountability accountability yeah. like you have to be able to like tap in with people because like you said like we've both been saying this entire podcast like we can connect with our black clients more than our other clients but as a manager you have to be able to connect with people from all different kinds of backgrounds because I know at least like in my particular financial center, like it's very diverse. Like, you know what I'm saying? Uh, we have a we have a girl that's from the Dominican Republic. Uh, we have a girl that's from Taiwan. We have like a dude who's from Australia. And like for all these people to like meet in Las Vegas and then like for us to have to work together and and really like be cordial with one another too. You know, it's like, you had to be able to relate to people as a manager too. Cause like in order to lead or like to have influence on someone, you had to have some, they have to have like a respect for you. And like, in order to get that respect, I feel like. Being, you can say rapport. That rapport. Yeah, exactly. That rapport, exactly. That respect, that rapport, you know, like you have to be able to build that through that relatability. So that's like another thing that <clears throat> I think a good manager possesses. Hey, uh, real quick, because since you mentioned that, like, again, thinking as I'm talking, Las Vegas is a very diverse city. It is. Like, you can't, like, because I was going to say this. In my time with my job, I've worked in predominantly Asian communities, Hispanic and Black, back to, like, a mixture of things. I'm working in Armenian community right now. And no disrespect to anybody, but, you know, on individual levels, especially, like, individuals of different demographics, some people don't fuck with me. That's real. You know, it's kind of, it kind of hurts to say that, but like, especially, you know, black, every black person can relate to this. That's real. Everyone don't fuck with me. I've had like Asian people and again, I, I have plenty of Asian friends, no disrespect, but some of them just like, they don't either talk to me. They don't, they show me like that. They're not really fucking with me. Some one of my other coworker help them. It it's a whole different conversation. And mind you, I had the same benefit of working with black people when some of my coworkers couldn't figure out how to work with black people. Yep. So I mean, like we said, like we can relate with black people. It works the same way with other people too. Is basically what you're trying to say. Like people, like mm -hmm. they're people. We're, Vegas, we're more comfortable with like our backgrounds. People we can again, like people we can relate to. But Vegas is different. That's because like, that's in one, that's a city that everyone's moving to. It's a new city. It's not like, oh, that's a historically black, Hispanic, Asian city. It's like, no, everyone's moving there. 
Yeah, Vegas is the fastest growing city in America, if I'm not mistaken. Like their their population has doubled in like two or three years, if I'm not mistaken. I was just reading up on like the demographics the other day. So yeah, bro. Uh, and like, there's a like, even when I'm driving, like I'll see like a bunch of different license plates here. Like that's something that I noticed too. Like I'll see license plates from like that I've never Tourist seen, town too. like Iowa, and, like Idaho plate. Yeah, Tourist Town, obviously. Um, but no, like even like people that I talk to, like on the day to day, because like I, I have to get to know my clients and stuff. Like a lot of people are just like a lot of people are new residents. Like a lot of people just moved here and they've moved here from like Rhode Island, somewhere random. Like I didn't like people live in Rhode Island. Like what? No disrespect to Rhode Island. But yeah, like people live in Rhode Island. You know what? I'm kind of going on another tangent, but like, uh, again, we're both from uh, California, LA. And I did live in Arizona for a while. And I think something too that like a lot of California people don't get like yeah, we'll hear like, oh, people like moved here. But like the majority of people, you know, are from California. But living in like Arizona for a bit and especially going to school, like I really met people from like Idaho, Utah, Wyoming, a lot of people from Oregon, New Mexico. And it's like, when people think like, you know, some people say when they think West, like they just think California, you know, the West Coast, no, like the West is a very big place. Yeah. There's a lot of places that you don't think of. Like, have you ever met anybody from Dakota? Never. I, I've met North some people from Dakota. I've met both. Yeah, no. Maybe Idaho. Well, definitely Idaho. Like yeah. Utah, uh, Washington. But yeah, no, never, never North Dakota. Wyoming. Wyoming, yeah, no. I did see exactly. a, I did see a Wyoming plate the other day though. But you, yeah. if you like, I, I, I think that's a good experience for you just getting out of California because you're going to meet people from everywhere. But like, like I said, California, you just kind of meet like LA or people who move to LA. When people move to LA, they they're trying to be LA. Right. And one thing I noticed, too, is like a lot of people, when they move to L.A., they're coming from another big city. So like people are coming from like Chicago or like Atlanta or, you know, New York, stuff like that. Like I didn't really meet too many people in L.A. that were coming from like small town areas. Like I didn't know anyone from like, I don't know, like Cleveland in, in L.A. You know what I'm saying? I still haven't met nobody from Nebraska. My cousin's actually married to someone that's from Nebraska. We we literally call her Nebraska. Like, that's her nickname. Because we, we're just, like, so baffled that, like, someone is actually from Nebraska. Like, I got a lot. Like I said, I, we know a lot of people from Atlanta and Georgia. I don't know anybody from Nebraska. Yeah. Well, Mike, I think it's about that time. Yeah. It's about that time, people. Um, it was. This was a. This was. This was. This was a fun one. I had a lot of fun doing this one. I was just gonna say this was an interesting conversation. Yeah, you know, we uh, we started off talking about Mario and him getting his bitch taken to talking about meeting people from different parts of the nation. Mike and on a show. Giving you gems. But yeah, man. You want to leave the people with a word? Uh, yeah. Since I guess since. It's funny how the topic kind of gave me some inspiration. Uh, broaden your horizons. And I know people say that like in a corny way, but no, like le legitly broaden your horizons. Like if you can travel, travel. Don't just travel just so you can go party in a different city and act like, you know, people ain't going to remember you. Like, no, really try to like take in the culture and like history of like places you go, you know, seek new forms of like information, like something that's like, you know, expand your comfort zone and you only do that by like looking for new things so you know expand your horizons um i know that like the word energy is overused and like not letting people like tap into your energy but that's gonna be my message of the day like don't let anyone mess real, up. don't let anyone mess up your energy you know what i'm saying and that and that that just like ties everything together you know what i'm saying we we're talking about being that nigga being that bitch like when you let people mess with your energy they gonna mess with your confidence and then they gonna make you not be that nigga or that bitch anymore. So don't let people in, don't let them fuck up your energy. We might have to make this episode a little bit longer because just because you said that, related to that, 
don't fuck up your own energy. Don't make things harder than they have to be. Be mindful of how you speak about yourself. Don't put yourself down. Like you can be humble, you can be realistic, but learn the difference between being humble and being negative towards yourself. Because you will fuck up your own confidence. And when you tell yourself those negative things long enough, you start to believe it. Like anyone who's like my friend that I talk to on a consistent basis, and like this, you it, sometimes people get annoyed by. I don't let my friends talk bad about themselves. That is true. He 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 will definitely check you in the group chat if you talk down. I will yourself. correct you if you <laughs> bag on yourself. Let me bag on you. Don't bag on yourself. There you go, people. <laughs> Mike Asasha. Mike and Asasha. It's been a pleasure. Let us bag on you. Don't bag on yourself. <laughs> <laughs> hey y'all peace <laughs> good night people